0: Happy Thanksgiving, especially to our uh, Poughkeepsie folks, uh, Valley Poughkeepsie family, uh, Regal Cinemas and everybody joining us, uh, our online campus as well. Hope you've had a great Thanksgiving and you're not still tripping on tryptophan and uh, not going to fall asleep right now. Don't want to do that. Uh, I'm sure you've already had, I mean, turkey soup and turkey salad and... uh, turkey smoothies and all kinds of stuff with all those uh leftover thanksgiving things i want to uh this is a short series that we've been doing that we're calling thankful and uh want to pick up week number two next week we're going to be starting our christmas series going to be great great opportunity to invite friends and family to uh, leading right up to our christmas services so uh Think about that, pray about that, and and bring someone with you next weekend as we kick off our Christmas series called Family Trees. Uh, If you have your Valley Christian Church app, you can go ahead and open that up, and uh, you can follow right along as we talk about uh, and look at a different kind of thanks, a different kind of thanks. Real quickly though, I I love that bumper uh, that that we just showed there. Uh, A couple things about thanksgiving, gratitude, appreciation. Uh, that I think just need to be stayed in the forefront. And then we're going to look at this incredible story that actually happened in the life of Jesus. Uh, First of all, is this Thanksgiving. uh, Thankfulness is a decision before it's a discipline. Thankfulness is a decision before it's a discipline. In other words, we all want to be grateful. We all want to give thanks uh, and give thanks to God, obviously. But it doesn't happen by accident. It has to be a willful decision on your part and on my part. I want to give thanks. In fact, that's what we do at the Williamson Home at Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving every year right before we eat it was just go around the room and just what are we thankful for and of course There's always some I'm thankful for all this food Okay, whatever so uh, but just just to sharing what they're thankful for Uh, It's a decision that we make and then that decision ultimately becomes a discipline it becomes a way of life It becomes a perspective through which we view all of life so Thankfulness is a decision uh, before it's a discipline. And then the second thing that's important to know about thankfulness is this, thankfulness is an action before it's an attitude. Uh, There's thankfulness that doesn't help if we just keep gratitude inside. Gratitude that's not expressed, thanksgiving that's not expressed doesn't benefit anyone. Uh, That it's actually in the action of it that it becomes thanksgiving and gratitude. Uh, it has to be expressed. So thankfulness is an action before it's an attitude. And there's something I think really, really helpful uh, of just hearing ourselves thanking other people. Uh, and and it, it is a humbling thing when we thank others for what they've done. When we thank God for all that he's done, like I said, just in that last bumper that we saw there. So if you have your Valley app, uh, let's look at this story in Luke chapter 17, a pretty amazing story that I'm calling a different kind of thanks. And, and I wanna just read this story And then we're just going to unpack it uh, during our time together. Luke chapter 17, beginning in verse 11. Uh, I'm reading for the New Living Translation today. It says, as Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. Now, this is an area that most Jews wouldn't even go to around Samaria uh, for for some uh, really prejudicial reasons. They would try to avoid this as much as possible. So he's kind of out there uh, on the limb, on the fringe, even where he's traveling. Right now, and so he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria, and he entered a village there. Ten, uh, As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, let's just stop right there a little time out. Uh, let me unpack a little bit of what's happening here. Uh, leprosy. At the time, and it's not as big of an issue in our world today, but at the time of the Bible, it was a huge, huge issue, Uh, and and a leper, someone who had this, it was a degenerative skin disease that would literally, and it it, it actually just wasn't skin, it was nerve damage, the nerves would die, And, and as a result of that, Body parts would literally begin to fall off, and it was a hideous thing. It was highly contagious, and so lepers were complete outcasts. They were the very bottom of society. They were the scourge of the culture. Uh, These men had leprosy, and you couldn't get any lower than that in the particular time of history. It was an incurable disease, and so there's ten men that were lepers. And uh, if a man was found to have leprosy, just a little bit of background here, they were not allowed to have any contact with others. So they would literally form. Like leper colonies, uh, like little villages where all the lepers would hang out together. No one would come or or anything like that. No one would leave. Uh, They had to leave their house. They had to leave their family. They had to leave all of their friends and known associates. And, And so they were living isolated. They were living miserable, lonely, but they heard about Jesus and they heard how he had touched others and he had healed them. And so they came out to the Lord, and and they're crying out. Notice what it says, crying out. One of the things that lepers had to do, if they were to go into a town, think about this for a minute, they had to literally say, unclean, unclean, so that they would warn people so that they could run away from them. And so even here where it says they're crying out, it's not like they're in close proximity. They're literally yelling to Jesus because they're not allowed to get close to him. And they're crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They're crying out, you're yelling to him from a distance, asking him to have mercy on them and to heal them. And so you can just imagine it's just just hideous. I'm sure everyone just ran when when they when they came to the area there. Leprosy, fingers would fall off, ears fall off, noses, foot fall off, toes, feet. And so they'd wrapped up in bandages and shrouds and just shredded materials, anything they could find there's 10 of them. And they're living together because they have this common incurable disease called leprosy. And they're calling out to Jesus. It goes on in verse 14. It says, and he looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And they went and they were cleansed Of their leprosy in the Old Testament it it actually had a provision for anyone who was a leper that God healed they had to go before they could just come to town like hey look at me I'm great they had to literally go to the priest and the priest had to verify that they had actually been healed before they were allowed and accepted back into the community back into the culture before they could be received back to their loved ones and so Jesus actually says go show yourselves to the priest he says you go and you're gonna be healed And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Miraculously, all ten of them were cleansed. One of them, keep this in mind, one of them, out of the ten, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. One of the ten, They all ten were healed, but one of them, when he realized they're on their way, just like Jesus said, they're on their way to go to the priest, to be verified and to be allowed back into community, one of them, as he's healed, says, wait a minute. And he turns around and he goes back to Jesus to thank him, to praise him, to worship him. This is a different kind of thanks. Thanks. Very, very different kind of things. The story goes on and it says, and he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. This was the group that the Jews wanted nothing to do with. They'd intermarried with other people outside of the Jewish race, Jewish faith, and they were known as like half-breeds. And the Jewish people, Jewish people didn't even, they referred to Samaritans as Samaritan dogs. The lowest of the low. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? First of all, they were healed on their way. And then Jesus asked, it's the second time this word pops up. And he says, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Why is it just you that gave thanks? See, gratitude is not gratitude unless it's expressed. Thanksgiving is not thanksgiving unless it's communicated. That goes to your friends, your family, your spouse, your boss, (laughs) Uh, that goes for all of us, and especially to God. If we don't express thanksgiving and gratitude to God, we're not grateful, we're not thankful. It must be expressed. Where are the other nine? Then it goes on and it says, Jesus says, has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, don't miss this. Ten men healed, one comes back. And Jesus says this to just that one who gave thanks and gratitude. Stand up and go, your faith has healed you what's going on here? I thought 10 men were healed. Well, here, here's one of these times, do I want to unpack this. Here's one of these times where the English language is so general, so broad, that we miss kind of the punchline in the entire uh, event that's recorded here. Because three times this word healed is used in, in, in this story, but it's actually three different words in Greek. In, in English, we say healed. And, and so uh, it, it says... Uh, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus. All of them were, uh, were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that it he was healed, came back to Jesus. And then Jesus says, didn't I heal 10 men? That's a different word than the first time it appears. And then right here where he says, stand up and go, your faith has healed you. And so if I could go a little Greek on you right now. Ready, here we go. I wanna just unpack these three words because there is something significantly different That Jesus says to the one who comes back, the other nine missed it. The other nine lived the rest of their life below what God had for them, the best that God had for them, because gratitude and thanksgiving unlocked an even greater blessing that Jesus wanted for those men that day. One out of 10 got it. And I just wonder in my life and in your life, how many times we miss God's best because we don't give thanks because we're not grateful we're not thankful and we don't express that remember thanksgiving is not in the heart thanksgiving is through the mouth it's an action and we don't express that thanksgiving to God see here's the thing about this story this story is really our story because we may not have a skin disease like leprosy but every single one of us is born with a sin disease every single one of us, and and, and Jesus is the remedy, and and he's lived a perfect and sinless life, and he laid that life down for you and for me, sacrificed himself in place of you, in place of me on the cross, and and rose again uh, three days later, and he paid the price for our sin disease, and, and we need to be grateful and express that gratitude and praise him for it. And when we express God uh, that gratitude and praise God for it, you know what? It releases even greater blessing and benefits in our lives. M- maybe you're here today and you're battling brokenness. M- maybe you're here today and as these holidays, you know, have, have started and Thanksgiving and there's an empty seat at your table. Maybe 2017 hadn't gone exactly the way you wanted it to. The answer is gratitude for what God's done. Thanksgiving for what he has done. It makes all the difference. If we go back to Jesus, just like this one man, this one leper did, and we thank him for all he's done, he has an even greater miracle for you and for me that's released through gratitude and thanksgiving. Ten men healed, nine of them missed the ultimate that God had for them. Only one. So let's unpack this. First of all, in verse 15, where, God's, where, where Jesus says, one of them, where the, the story says, when one of them saw that he was healed. In verse 15, uh, this is the word healed here, is the Greek word hayatha. Say that, hayatha. Hayatha. And what it literally means is healed and repaired. So it's literally, think about this for a minute. They, Leprosy, you miss limbs literally fall off. So right there, they knew they were healed. They're they're going to the priest, obeying Jesus' command, his instruction, and all of a sudden fingers are growing, eyes are going back into sockets, toes, feet are, are literally just just literally transformed as they're walking. This is what is happening to them. Their skin is becoming pure and white and, and clear from from all this leprosy. And so it literally says again in verse 15: one of them, uh they were all cleansed from their leprosy. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting. And so that is the first of all, the Greek word. He was, saw that he was hayatha. He saw hyatha. He was healed and he was repaired. Then in verse 17, though, there, there's a different word for healed where Jesus says, did I not heal ten men? And this is the word in verse 17, katharizo. Katharizo, and it means cleanse and remove impurities. This is where we get our medical term from. A catheter that cleanses and removes impurities out of a body. And so this is the Greek word katharizo. And so Jesus says, did I not katharizo cleanse and remove the impurities? So think about this for just a minute. For these 10 men, Jesus catharized them. He literally not only healed their leprosy, that they were transformed and reformed, the limbs and all that were missing, but whatever caused that leprosy, he made that leave their bodies completely so not just a repair job, he also removed the impurity in their physical bodies that was causing the leprosy and so the first leper, the ten lepers, they were all Hayatha. and then Catharizo, Jesus says, I healed them, I removed I cleansed their impurities and now here's this amazing next thing when the one comes back And he thanks Jesus. And he gives glory to God. And he worships God with a heart of thanksgiving and gratitude. Only this one. Jesus makes this statement. And in English, it just doesn't make, it's like, okay, what is he saying here? In English, it says, and Jesus said to the man, stand up and go, your faith has healed you. Well, he was already healed. But what it is, is the word sozo in Greek. The word sozo. And what that means is fully saved and rescued. Think about this for just a minute. This word sozo in Greek, it means saved and rescued physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, every area of your life has been redeemed. Only one experienced sozo. 10 experienced a physical healing but only one because he came back and gave thanks to God and praised God and worshiped Jesus. Jesus says, go, your faith has fully saved and rescued you physically, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, financially, every area of your life, Sozo. This is a sad story. <laughs> This is a sad story because 10 lepers were healed, but one leper is thankful. It's the only use of sozo with just this one person. 10 lepers received physical healing, only one received spiritual salvation. 10 lepers experienced Hayatha and catharizo, but only one received sozo. Nine lepers went to the priest and were welcomed into community. One leper went to the Prince of Peace and discovered his destiny, why God created him on the planet. Because of praise. Because of gratitude. Because of thanksgiving. And I don't know about you, I don't want to live just at this, that I want everything God has for me. And what's the key? Giving praise. Giving thanks. Giving glory to God. No, not everything in my life has gone the way I wanted to. not even this year has gone the way I wanted to. But this is what I want. not, not just Hayatha, not Katharizo, but Sozo, fully saved and rescued in every area of my life. See, it's not a miracle if you get healed and you miss the healer. It's not a miracle, but because every one of those lepers, the other nine, they were healed physically but they did not put their faith in the one that healed them. Only one did. And so all of them died. One saw Jesus again face to face on the other side of eternity. The other nine, there's no record that they did. But Jesus says, your faith, your faith in me, in essence, is what he's saying, has sozoed you. Has sozoed you. See, we have to move past just, God, would you do this for me? God, this is what I want. God, would you just make my life the way I want it to be? We have to move past being saved into sozo where we go back to Jesus with a different kind of things and a heart that grat- is full of gratitude, realizing that thankfulness is a decision before it's discipline. The thankfulness is an action before it's an attitude. And the greater miracle awaits when we come back And we give thanks to Jesus for who he is and what he's done. That unlocks even greater miracle. It's a different kind of thanks. Because it's not a miracle if you get healed and you miss the healer. So think about it with me. Just a a couple of points here from this story. Only thankful people. First of all, get to see Jesus face to face. He's the only one. Remember, the ten, they're calling out, Jesus, Jesus, heal us, save us. They're at a distance. He's he's probably just a little, tiny little blip on the horizon. But the one, because his heart was full of thanksgiving, got to see the Savior face to face. Only one. Only thankful people get to see Jesus face to face. Only thankful people get to hear Jesus speak personally to them. He, he spoke to them as a group. The 10 people he said, go, you know, go, go to the priest. You know, you're going to be healed. But then he spoke to the one who came back personally about his destiny, about his life. Only thankful people get to tell a better story. You can imagine those lepers, the nine of them are like, yeah, we came to Jesus. We called out to him. He said, go to the priest. Man, he healed us. And, and then that one leper just steps up and he goes, listen. I can top that, I can top that, because I went back and thanked Jesus for what he did for me in my life, when I was isolated, when I was separated, when I was lonely, do you know what he said to me? I'm completely rescued and restored. My life's completely different, because I went back to him and I gave him thanks. Only thankful people get to tell a better story. He had a much better story to tell because of gratitude and thanksgiving. Fourth thing is this. Only thankful people get to experience a real relationship with Jesus. That there's something, it's, it's a growing relationship. Just like, I'm a little spoiled. I'm going I'm to admit to it. I'm a little spoiled. Every morning my wife makes me breakfast. I'm, just, I'm spoiled. I'm a dirty dog. I know it. But, but, uh, but I don't take it for granted. Every morning, you can ask her, right? every morning it's either you know, bacon and eggs or oatmeal or something like that. And every morning I'm like, thank you, honey, so much for making me breakfast. Every single time. See, there's relationship there. And I think at this Thanksgiving weekend, you know, especially we, we say as followers of Christ, we have a relationship with Jesus. How much time have we just spent just thanking him for the everyday stuff? The stuff we take for granted. Thank you, God, that you, that you woke me up. That, thank you, God, that, that you provided for me. Thank you, God, for a roof over my head, for a floor underneath my feet. Thank you, God, for, for food on the table. Just stuff we take for granted all the time. And, and it's to experience, thankful people get to experience a real relationship with Jesus only one leper came back he was the only one who actually think about this, in this incredible story the one leper is the only one who actually even met Jesus because his heart was full of gratitude and thanks thanksgiving, and gratitude and thanksgiving is not until it's expressed it's not something to be kept in the heart see see I'm not quite sure where you are today. You know, maybe the holidays is not a a fun, happy time. Maybe it's not the most wonderful time of the year that's coming up in Christmas. But but I think there's so much in this story of a different kind of thanks. See, it's never too late to get loud for God. It's never too late to get loud and and just give God glory. Just to give Him thanks, just to pause and like, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, so many times I've, my wife and Susie and I were in this kind of unique place in our lives right now where, you know, kids in college and one out and, and, and all this. And like I mentioned last week, um, this past week, we've celebrated 30 years since our first date. And I had this significant half century birthday and thank you for all your birthday wishes and all that. But it, it just kind of gives you perspective a little bit, this milestone. And uh, so much of our life today that's kind of ho-hum, these were our dreams 30 years ago. And I, I don't want to take that for granted. You know, thank you, God. I, we have like two cars and, and, and a house and we drive the cars into a garage and don't have to scrape the snow or scrape the windows I don't ever want to take that for granted that, that, that today's reality is yesterday's prayers from decades ago and it's so easy just to come up with the next prayer request list and not to give real thanks not to get loud and just praising God and thanking God. It's never too late to get loud for God. Also, it's never too late to come back. It's never too late to come back. Just like that one leper, he came back and he gave thanks to God. He gave thanks to Jesus. Maybe you're here right now sitting in Poughkeepsie in those nice comfortable reclining seats with the cup holder, Maybe the only reason why you're here is because you you came to visit family on Thanksgiving and they said, hey, would you you come to church with me at a movie theater? We got these great reclining seats and they're real comfortable and we can go shopping or go to the food court afterwards. Maybe it's been a long time since you've ever acknowledged God in any way, maybe years, maybe decades. It's never too late to come back. It's never too late to come back. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. So many times bad things happen in people's lives and they say, where was God when that happened? I think you need to slow your roll on that because unless you're going to give God credit and thanks for every good thing that's ever happened, don't blame him for the bad stuff. And none of us do that, do we? None of us thank him. Thank you, Lord, my heart's beating this morning. We just go, and all the good we think we have to credit, anything bad, we blame him. And I think for some of us, God's just saying, it's time to come on back. Thank me for all the good in your life. Thank me for all the good things that I've provided for you, even while you've been running away from me in the opposite direction. It's never too late to get loud. It's never too late to come back. It's never too late to start worshiping. And that's what this one leper did. He worshiped Jesus. He fell at his feet and he worshipped him. Powerful, powerful picture. He didn't let pride stand in the way of his worship. His heart was so full of gratitude and thanksgiving. Was his life perfect? Absolutely not. Did he still have challenges? Probably so, just like you and just like me. But it's never too late to start worshipping. Here's the fourth thing. It's never too late to be sozoed. I didn't know how else to say that. It's never too late to be sozoed. It's never too late to be fully saved and rescued. And just like that one leper who came back and he worshiped, and Jesus says, go, your faith has healed you. Your faith in me has sozoed you. Because you came back, you worshiped me, you glorified me, you praised me. You acknowledged that I was the one who did all this for you. Your faith has sozoed you. It's never too late. It doesn't matter how far you've run. It doesn't matter how bad whatever you did. It's never too late to be sozoed. See, here's the point. The 10 lepers, they were not healed as they stood still, but as they went in obedience. None of those lepers, if they'd just been like, ah, whatever. If they didn't follow Jesus's word and believe his word and instruction and start heading to the priest, they never would have been healed. And so maybe you haven't been following Jesus's instructions. Maybe you've wandered off. Maybe you've run away. It's never too late to be sozo to come back and walk in that obedience and be healed. I think we have that on the PowerPoint, that last that last point there there it is they were not healed as they stood still but as they went in obedience so it's been a different uh, different kind of week and and really season I have my little what I call it my on my phone here my uh, half century playlist I've got a little playlist I've been listening to Uh, got some Frank Sinatra on there some significant songs just mean something to me Um, I'm embarrassed to say I got an Adele tune on there, uh, and uh, and I also I also have a couple songs by Trace Adkins. One of them's a little watered down; it's the title of it. But but there's this other song that I've been listening to, just just right where I am right now. This Thanksgiving weekend, and it's a song called "All I Ask for Anymore" by Trace Adkins. Let me just share with you a couple of the lines from that. I think it kind of summarizes what we've been talking about. The first part of the song, he says, when I was younger, I used to pray for this and pray for that and pray for this and pray for all these different things he goes through. And then he says this. But when I bow my head tonight, there'll be no me, myself, and I. Just watch my wife and kids, please, Lord. That's all I ask for anymore. Let them outlive me by a 100 years. Let their laughter dry up all their tears. Let them love and be loved back like I have been. When I bow my head tonight, there'll be no me, myself, and I. Just watch my wife and kids, please, Lord. That's all I ask for anymore. See, the older I get, Seems like life's just getting clearer. (laughs) Seems like it's just getting a little more simple. Thank God for what I have. Thank God it brought me so far. And thank God for everything I possibly can. Because none of it is possible without His grace, without His mercy, without His love. Let's be like that one leper out of the ten who comes back and because he comes back and he thanks God, it changes his entire life. Sozod. Would you bow your heads with me right now? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this incredible story of these ten lepers. Lord, what a... What a challenging example it is for us. Lord, I, I'm sure many of us identify with the nine that, that you've answered a prayer. You, we've called out to you and you've answered it and then we've run and we've never come back and we thank you for it. Father, we, we hear your Holy Spirit speaking to us right now in this moment, saying to us, come on back. It's never too, lu- too late to get loud. It's never too late to come back. It's never too late to start worshiping. It's never too late to be sozoed. Father, on this Thanksgiving weekend, our hearts are full of gratitude. And Lord, we thank you for everything that you've done in our lives. Lord, help us not to take for granted any of your blessings in our life. And Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would remind us to give you thanks to give you praise to glorify you and to worship you thank you Father and right now with our heads bowed and our eyes closed I want to give an opportunity for anyone and, and really everyone who's here if you've never taken that step before to receive Jesus Christ As your Savior, He wants to sozo you. How how does that happen, Greg? Well, the Bible says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. And so, right now, if you've never done it before, I want to lead you in a prayer that, that just as you open your heart, if you've never prayed before, just open your heart right now. And recognizing that Jesus came and lived a sinless life and died a sacrificial death for you and for me to pay the price for our sins and rose again three days later. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves me. So you can just repeat this prayer after me right now. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. I receive Jesus Christ's sacrifice for me today. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for paying the price for my sins. And now, Jesus, I ask you to lead me, guide me, direct me, instruct me from this day forward. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Valley Christian Church located in Hopewell Junction, New York. Please visit us online at valleychristianchurch.net for more information. Thank you.